Welcome to Jobs for Women, a podcast and free members club where we help you navigate life and work and get the salary you deserve. We bring you raw conversations with real women navigating the work world. Expect expert advice, solutions, driven content and access to our free members club. We're not just talking change, we are making it happen. Be part of the movement. I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to another episode of the Jobs for Women podcast. I'm excited to be here this week. It's been a tough old time since I had my surgery. I'm a week out of surgery and I'm here today to talk all about reclaiming the power that you have over your time. So this is a subject that's really close to my heart. I am the founder of a brand new, well, not brand new anymore, but Jobs for Women was a dream of mine in terms of gender equality, the injustice that happens for women in the workplace. Not every woman I know, but, and I know we're making headway and we're, you know, making change, but it was a bit of a passion project. And, you know, I have to keep paying the bills. So I've had to be a plate spinner and a massive juggler of my time in order to keep everything moving. And the business has grown. We're working with some incredible clients. The podcast has grown, but managing my time and my tasks has been like, you know, instrumental in that growth. And you know, back in the day in interview questions, I'd be like, yeah, I'm good at time management, but you know, what does that really mean? And what I want to talk about today is how you can focus your time on the things that matter to you and how can you reclaim a bit of power? Because your time is your time. And sometimes I think we forget that. Sometimes I think we think of maybe our job as you know, being something that we have to commit so much time to, and it's there, you know, the time that we're giving them, which is true. That's what we're being paid for. But today we're talking about how we can potentially reclaim uh, your time and where you can start to focus your energy. So time management, it's, you know, for some of us listening, we might be like, I've got that down. I am great at managing my, managing my time. You know, for some of us that have loads of other responsibilities, whether you're a carer for someone, whether you've got kids, whether you um, look after pets or whatever it is, you know, having effective time management will give you a more fulfilling life because you'll have more time to do the stuff um, that, that lights you up, that that excites you, that that you want to do. So I've been doing lots of reading into this lately and I've also been practicing some of the tips. So I really want to share that with you to see whether it can help you as well. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is establishing a consistent sleep schedule. So when we're thinking about time, we have to think about sleep and time and how our you know our overall well-being comes into it. So to be effective with our time, we have to have some sort of consistent sleep schedule because if we're going to be planning the hours that we're awake, we also have to take into account planning the time that we rest. Rest is so important for our nervous system, for us to regenerate, to restore, to to have that break from the day-to-day hustle and bustle of life. And it sounds really cliche, like go to bed at the same time every day, people. 
And when I used to hear that, I used to think, oh, especially when I was younger, when I was out partying all the time, I used to think, how can I go to bed at 10 o'clock on a Saturday? I'm out, guys. But as I've got older, I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, I understand why people used to bang on about that because it, it is honestly true. And I've been doing it in January, preparing for my surgery. I haven't been drinking, which is a whole other podcast. But I've also been trying to get to bed earlier and post-surgery, going to bed super early, taking my pain medication and just passing out, which has just been joyful in itself. Hey, that's a whole other podcast as well. But this consistent sleep schedule, if you are still partying at the weekend or whenever you decide to party, that's fine. But in the week when you are working, can you make a promise to yourself that you're going to set a time to go to sleep? you're going to work out how much sleep you need to feel okay. And I'm not saying that, you know, so you feel like you're jumping about and on, you know, sitting on clouds and rainbows and you're like everyone's best friend. What is the amount of time you need to function and to be good to okay throughout the day and positive at work and bash through that to-do list? So work out that time and then work backwards. So if you need eight hours, and you need to get up at, I don't know, six o'clock in the morning, then you need to be going to bed at 10. And it doesn't need to be like fixed. So like you just literally have to run upstairs at 10 o'clock. But the process that I want you to go to is to just take some time to think about that. Just be like, right, I need eight hours. Or you might be needing six hours and, and then work backwards. What time do you need to get up? Do you need to be at your desk for a certain time? Be realistic about wake up times. If you've read the 5am club and you're like, Jesus, that is, that's hard, then you know, make it the 6am club. Be really realistic. You know you, you know what works for you. Work out the optimal amount of sleep. Count backwards. And this key part is that you've probably heard it all before, but you have to unwind before bed. Turn the phone off, turn your laptop off and give yourself some time. If you're watching the TV, we're watching Traitors at the moment. I know I definitely saw a spoiler, by the way. Uh, and if you're listening to this way after this is out, um, it's in the UK and I'm recording this January 2024. Um, make sure that you give yourself like a 30 minute window, take a bath, light some candles. Sounds really cliche allow yourself to drop into your parasympathetic nervous system. Find something that you love doing before bed, whether it's reading, turn the lights down and just allow your body to adjust into that sleepy state. Okay. The next thing I want to talk about is weekly planning. This has changed the game for me in terms of growing my business and becoming consistent and showing up. So I used to have Sunday night insomnia when I worked in London and I remember going to the doctors and I was like, oh, can I have some uh, sleeping tablets, please? And she was like, why? And I said, so, okay, so hear me out. I don't, I sleep really well all week, but on a Sunday I don't sleep. I do an all nighter. And she was like, what are you on drugs? And then she unpicked it a bit more. She was like, do you like your job? What do you do? She basically said, you are full blown worrying about work, you're stressed. And I was like, no, I'm not stressed. I really like my job. I was stressed. When I look back now, I'm one of those people that doesn't recognize stress and I need people to be like, Zoe, you're stressed. So I used to put my head in the sand because I used to hate, obviously on some sub subconscious level going back to work. I used to um, not think about, and I'm not saying you need to start doing your emails and all of that stuff, but I used to just put my head in the sand and not think about the week ahead starting to plan the week ahead and get my head in the game has changed 
the game. So I started to remove the stress, the panic, this underlying overwhelm about what the what was coming ahead. I used to remove it from that Monday morning slash Sunday night trying to go to bed. And it, it literally just changed everything. So I'm going to give you some tips. It's whatever works for you. I have tried doing it on a Friday, last thing of the of the of the week, so to speak. That's really nice because it's almost like you add the weekend into that. So if you're thinking about what your plan is for Saturday and Sunday, you can add that in. Not that you're going to be like setting a schedule on if if you have weekends off, but that might be for you so that you don't have to think about it on a Sunday. I also tried the Sunday night one, which was really good because it made me face head on that it was work the next day that I was that and it just got me into this super positive mindset where I was like gonna smash this gonna be brilliant so find a time that works for you and just literally you don't have to spend ages doing it doing it you could just find 10 minutes at a set time get a really nice notepad you don't have to open your emails but you might need to check your calendar and just have a little look at your week ahead whether it's Friday, whether you do it on a Saturday or a Sunday evening or Sunday morning, and just make your priority list for the week. And I'm not just talking about work. You can break this into three tiers, into three sort of pillars, if you like. Career. So what have you gone at work? What are your priorities in work? What do you want to achieve? What do you want to smash out and get done? Relationships. What mates do you want to hang out with? What do you want to do? Are you spending time with your partner? Are you going to go see your mum? Whatever it is. And then to self, what are you doing for self-care? What classes are you doing? Are you doing any exercise? Are you going for a run, a swim, whatever it is? What are you doing for you? So that the focus isn't just always about work. It's like, actually, there is more to life than work, guys. Break it up into those three pillars. That changed it for me. I used to love, my favorite was like booking in my yoga classes and be like, when I get me out of work so I can go do some yoga or something. So definitely think about that. Having fun with your mates and people that you love is part of your plan for the week. So yeah, try it. Let me know how you get on. The third point is movement. I've just touched on that with me doing yoga. In terms of utilizing your time, if you are a bit of a couch potato or you just keep saying that you're not, you don't have time to run, I want you to think about time management and how you're going to incorporate movement into your into your day-to-day activity and weekly activity. And you can add that in when you're doing your weekly planning session. Move your body. Ideally, first thing in the morning, they say that if you haven't exercised or move your body before three, it's kind of like game over. If you're an after-work worker router, fine. I'm here for it. I love it. I I am one of those people that has to get it done in the morning. Otherwise I'm like, what? I have to go to the gym now. I hated going to the gym after work. So move your body before three. So when you're in your planning, just see if you can try, try really hard to just plan out what movement you're going to do, walking the dog, walking the kids to school, just going for an early morning walk. You don't have to do your knees in and start running. I am not telling you to do that. I want you to start thinking about ways to integrate movement into the day. And that includes like stretching and moving and breathing. And then the fourth thing that I want to talk about is habit formation. I don't know if you've read um, all about habit stacking. Um, Millie McIntosh on her Instagram shared um, one where legs up the wall is a brilliant yoga asana that you can do. It is so good um, for your circulation, for your nervous system. So she does her meditation with her legs up the wall. And I loved that. So it's like, how can you have habit stack throughout the week? So for me, 
I love podcasts. I listen to podcasts when I'm walking, when I'm running. I listen to books. How can you habit stack? I know this sounds so basic, but I just want you to think about what you can do to habit stack. What can you do to get things done effectively in terms of time management and also um, just get it done as quickly as possible by bringing two activities together. Honestly, it is a game changer. And also do let me know if you have any sort of breakthroughs with that. If you find something that really works for you, I'd love to hear because I'm all about how can we, uh, the phrase isn't probably great, but kill two birds with one stone. Like, you know, time is, time is precious for me. This is one of my biggest sort of obstacles, hurdles, challenges in life. Um, I also want to talk about this idea of when we're thinking about time planning, I want you to have a plan B. For me, my biggest thing that throws my plan, my diary, my day, and I've cancelled many a podcast recordings um, with guests because of this, is when the kids are ill. If I cannot get them to school and I have to, excuse me, if I have to work my day around them being at home, that is an unpredictable part of life that is going to happen. So have a plan B. Don't write out your schedule so much to the nth degree that it's like, oh gosh, something happens. You fall sick, your your child, you have to go take your uh, a loved one to a hospital appointment, someone falls over, something. You need to be prepared for unpre- unpredictability, things happening, the schedule going all haywire and having a plan B. So if that's not going to happen, what instead of just moving it all to the next week, what can you do as a backup? So have backup slots in your schedule. So what I'm saying is don't block out every single element of your time. Have periods for a plan B. You could even call it when you if you are time blocking like a plan B. Um and really think about that that you know, this, if you create a plan at the start of the week on Sunday or on the Friday evening, it might not happen and it might not go to plan. And I I don't want you to beat yourself up. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is this idea of planning good stuff in. So we can live day to day and we can live week to week, but I mean, I don't know about you, but I am massive for booking holidays. We have already booked two abroad holidays this year that we're just slowly paying off because it, it literally, is what I love to do. So planning adventures and it might not be holidays for you. You might not be in a financial position to go on holiday, but can you book some cool stuff in? Like think about an adventure every single week and an adventure might be just, I don't know, going for a run, like a a fell run or something that you don't do day to day that just brings a bit of joy, a bit of adventure into your life that takes away this sort of mind numbing idea that we're on this treadmill and it's just blah, 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 you know, same old, same old. What can you do to just throw a bit of adventure, sparkle, you know, joy, joyful activity into your week? And then the next thing that I want to talk about is time for you. I've touched on it a little bit. Please block out some time for you. I have had to learn and teach myself to do this, whether it's a yoga class, whether it's an hour watching TV on the sofa. What can you do for you? Sofa is good. TV is good. But maybe also schedule a little bit more self-care. What can you do that is going to allow you to recuperate, to 
reinvigorate, to revitalize, to look after yourself a little bit, whether it's a nice bath every single week with candles and a glass of wine, whatever it is, what can you do to actually dedicate some proper time? And that's not just 10 minutes here and there. What can you actually do um, for you, basically? And so that's the, so that's everything that I want to talk about today. It was a bit of a, a whistle stop tour, but what I want to really get across is this idea that you are in control. You are totally in the power. You're in the driving seat to to take action and create the week that you want using the time that you have. I mean, it's February soon, if you are listening to this as the podcast episodes are released and it's a leap year. So we get an extra day in February in 2024. So what are you going to do with that extra day? What what are you going to do? Um, so let's have a little sum up. Here are your action points. You're going to think about a sleep schedule, whatever that looks like to you. You're going to introduce a weekly planning session whether that's Friday's last thing of the week or whether you're going to do it on a Sunday, whatever works for you. You're going to think about, number three is your daily movement. How are you going to fit it in? Is it going to be first thing in the morning? Is it going to be throughout the day? How are you going to move every day? Four, you're going to think about how you can habit stack, habit formation. How can you bring two tasks together and do it in one? Number five, having a contingency, having a plan B, not freaking out if everything goes out the window, if your kids are off sick or you have to go do something or your computer breaks and you can't work for three days, what is your plan B? Number six, you're going to think about some sort of adventure every week. If you're doing, you know, no alcohol at the moment or whatever it is, what are you going to do that makes you feel happy, that just adds a little bit of interest into the week? Number seven, you're going to think about self care time for you and you're going to actually dedicate some time to this and you're going to think about what you love doing don't think about what your partner loves or your mates love or what you think you should love what do you love doing and dedicate some time for that so eight mini action points obviously they can be huge and they might take up more thinking time and space maybe take one of them and start to implement it and reclaim your power this is your time. This is your life. And I really want to know how you get on. Thank you so much for listening. That is it for another episode. Don't forget to join our free members club. Head over to community.jobsforwomen.co.uk forward slash join. And I will see you in there. Take care of yourselves. See you soon.